Let me let's roll. Let's roll, baby. Oh shit! Who are we? Doing our best. Um, <laughs> I got nothing. That's all I have the mental stamina to do right now. That's fair. <laughs> I got nothing. That's fair. Um, we got three things to talk about this week. I'm excited. One um, of which is a continuation of last. Yeah, week. I, I um. You know, I've started going back and listening to the some of them. Mm-hmm. Like, I listened to your Marvel, like, spew. And I think I'm going to re-listen to me just talk about <laughs> Star Wars. You should. That was a fun one. Because I just, I love Star Wars so much. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good movie. Thank you, sir. Where do you want to start? Um, let's start with Donnie Darko. Okay, yeah. Um... So, <laughs> if only facial expressions were viewed. <laughs> if only you could see it over audio. Audio. I can give you a brief summary of Riley's face right now. <laughs> she looks uh, concerned, confused, and a little bit uh, constipated. <laughs> just, just kidding. No. no. I was like three words, so it was the alliteration. <laughs> um, so, do you want to just like give a brief rundown of Donnie Darko? Yeah. Because I've seen it. This is like the eighth time yeah. I've watched it. This is the first time I've watched it. I was so confused and still am confused. <laughs> I think that's the point. Um, so Donnie Darko stars Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, it does. And he's very young. It's got Jake Gyllenhaal. It's got Drew Barrymore. It's got yeah. Ashley Tisdale. It's uh-huh. got Jerry Springer from iCarly. It's got yeah. Patrick Swayze. Yeah. It's got Maggie Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Lots of famous people are in this movie and seth rogan and seth rogan yeah he has like four words um but jake gyllenhaal is donnie darko he has some sort of mental thing going on although it might just be real life messing with him that's yeah. causing him to act the way he is but everyone in his life seems to think it's schizophrenia his therapist specifically yeah, yeah. and a, a jet engine crashes into his bedroom and he wasn't there because he was following a bunny demon thing and his name is frank please put respect on his name <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna talk about two franks we're gonna talk- <gasps> yeah we are um they're both equally crazy that's awful yeah um and so donnie has to there's like this countdown and he is doing what the bunny says and bad things keep happening because he was like, the bunny saved my life. And then uh, there's this weird, like, clear space thing that flies around out of people's chests. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, a, it's, a, it's just like an awkward space thing that happens. Yeah, which I have now come to find out is their predetermined destiny. Yeah. Which makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And then at the end of the movie... Donnie's girlfriend gets run over by a car. Yep. And then he travels back in time. Yep. <laughs> and he's dead. And this song all around me. <laughs> place in the most like obscure. Yeah. Um. That's I. What happens. That's like the, the the briefest synopsis of Donnie Darko. That's all I got. That's all. You, well, you also kind of fell asleep like halfway through, and then That's woke back true. up. That's true. Like, I was trying really hard to pay attention. <laughs> I was just confused the whole time. No, it's like a super confusing like. Because I was telling you, I kind of think that the movie, I think the movie's good. I thoroughly mm-hmm. enjoy it. Like, I could watch it. I and I still, good. I still have no idea what happens. Yeah. Like, um, there's some, like, discourse about whether or not Donnie is actually, like, schizophrenic and making all of this stuff up in his mind. Or if he's actually able to, like, 
travel through time. I stand with the people who think he's able to travel through time. I think that's he, the only option that makes Yeah, because, sense. like, in the end, so, like, all of this stuff happens. He talks to Grandmother Death, who's a very old lady with a bad hairdo. <laughs> She's doing her best. I know. But she also, like, wrote a book called The Philosophy of Time, where yeah. she basically describes what Donnie sees coming out of, like, people's chests. I slept through that part. Oh, you did? Okay. So, basically, he's talking to the science teacher that he has, mm-hmm. and the science teacher gives him this book, and it's called The Philosophy of Time. Mm-hmm. And it's written by Grandmother Death. I can't remember her real name. Her, I think her last name is Sparrow or something, mm-hmm. who lives in, like, the neighborhood. And he reads it, and basically after he reads it, he's talking to his therapist, and he's describing, like, this orb that, like, comes out of people's chests as their predetermined fate, and that's what she describes in the book. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I've seen it. It's real. Like, this is something that actually happens. Um, and that's what he sees, like, a lot of the times when he, like, it goes in, like, slow-mo. Yeah. And he's like seeing people live their predetermined destinies with the the orb yeah it's crazy it's It's like it's one of the movies that i've watched so the first time i saw i watched it at 2 a.m by myself would not recommend it's a bad decision it was a you know looking back on it i was young and naive um it happens (laughs) (laughs) but but um no it's yeah it's definitely my my top 10 favorite movies just wow. because i think that it's so it's very interesting yeah and it's so confusing mm-hmm. that like even though i've watched it like seven or eight times like i still don't know i still i still don't know what's going on <laughs> in the movie i keep seeing leaves like fall down my window like in this little thing uh-huh. and i think that they're birds and i'm like oh my god a bird's gonna get trapped in there but yeah, it's just, just a bunch leaves. of leaves but yeah, no, definitely one of my, like, favorite movies ever. It's crazy. I didn't know what it was about going in, other than it had Jake Gyllenhaal, and I knew to expect something weird, because that's what that Jake Gyllenhaal sense. does. Um, he's very into niche, confusing content. Yeah. And I I think I liked it. I'm more so just, I'm still reeling from it, trying to figure yeah, out what happened what happened, and what I think about it. Yeah, because, like, the ending is, like, he's watching the world end, kind mm-hmm. of, and then you see, like, his mom and his sister's plane get hit, like, turbulence, and then it kind of implies that the jet engine that fell on his house came from his, par- his sister's and his mom's plane, mm-hmm. which means somehow that, like the past and the future had to be connected with, like, the wormhole. Uh-huh. And then he would have to also be in the past <laughs> to be in the present, like, the future to see that happen to also, like, die. And then there's, like, the end where it flashes to all the characters. Yeah. And they're all, like, w- awake after he, like, di- after Donnie gets mushed the uh-huh. second time. And it, like, kind of implies that there might be, like, knowledge of the second timeline where they existed in that realm where Donnie didn't die. Uh-huh. Because, like, the guy who's Frank touches his eye because that's where he gets shot when, mm-hmm. when like, Donnie shoots him. Yeah. And it's, like, okay, so that that implies that there might be, like, knowledge of a different timeline in which everyone exists together but also not existed at the same time. Yeah. So it's a very, com- it's a very confusing movie. It's a movie. very confusing movie. Anytime we deal with time travel it's confusing and that's like upfront time travel and this is like subtle time yeah travel, this is like you don't know whether it, or not it's time travel which makes it even more confusing. <laughs> it makes it worse it's wild it's a mind trip um and i would recommend it i think people should watch it it's, it's yeah i think crazy. it's i think it's less like a um like a scary movie than it is just like a mind fuck. yeah i'm gonna see what the score on rotten tomatoes, tomatoes is. is it's an old boy 
Yeah. Also, like, I think it has some of the best conversations I've ever, like, there's a conversation. Like 86%. Oh, that's pretty good. That's mm-hmm. a B. Um, there's a conversation between, like, Donnie and um, his, like, his sister, which is Jake Gyllenhaal's real sister in real life, and they're just, like, arguing at the dinner table. Yeah. And it's such a good, like, sibling banter. It's a very good banter. And then the, like, conversation that Donnie has with his friends about okay. Smurfs. I was, I was, like, asking you a question. You were, like, be quiet. This is <laughs> It wasn't. It was just super funny. It's arguably the best lines of dialogue in the whole movie. It is. It truly is. Because you were, like, make question. I was, like, it has to wait. You got to hold that. Just wait. Watch this. I've seen that dialogue just, like, so many times on the internet of people being, like, what the actual fuck is happening? And it's, like, but that's the thing. is That's, like, an actual teenager conversation. There's, like, I mean, maybe not a specific but People like should YouTube that. yeah just i wonder if you just google like dotty darko smurf conversation if it'll come up i don't if you search that and something different comes up there's problems yeah conversation oh there it is dotty darko and smurfs <laughs> <laughs> it's so good i'm not gonna play it because but yeah that's the scene so <laughs> it's so good like it's such a stupid <laughs> it's such like a stupid conversation but i have definitely had conversations like that with my friends, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Oh, 100%. It, that movie was wild. It's great. I'm still reeling from it. You it can watch a, it on Amazon Prime. Good so to know. I might watch have to it. do it again. You should. Maybe not like at like 10.30 at night. No. Maybe like, Maybe like in the a of 6, the day. 6 p.m. movie <laughs> is what that one is. But yeah, no. I want to hear like if you were to rank, rate it, what would you... Um, hmm. If we're talking about... Um, I'm going to give it six, I'm confused, out of ten. <laughs> I was very confused, but I did think it was a good movie. Yeah. I'm I, so confused. It's, yeah, no, it's definitely... I, it took me watching Inception like three or four times to really understand it, and I think that, that something similar is happening with this. Uh, yeah, I think so. What it's would great. you rank it? I would rank it... Um, this is one of your favorite movies. It is one of my favorite movies. I would say like nine francs out of ten, just because I like being able to re. I like rewatching movies. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of like watching I movies more than once. Yeah. Um. Like I think one of my favorite movies ever is like Box Trolls, which is like a stop motion one. Mm-hmm. Um. And I've watched it like eight times. I yeah. think I spent like an entire week watching it once a day. Nice. Just because like it's a comfort movie. Oh yeah, I've seen my favorite movies so many yeah. times. So I just think Donnie Darko has like of rewatchability that's not as normal as other movies because you don't like i don't know what's going on it's a new experience every time because you're trying to figure out exactly exactly yeah i I think i think inception would be similar to it in that regard it definitely is yeah inception's one of it's up there for me i I love that that (laughs) we're both like some of our favorite movies are the ones that just fuck with your brain i feel like everyone has one you have to have at least one yeah but what do you rank it I just, yeah, just ranked it. it. Oh yeah, gosh. it's my okay. Isn't <laughs> it's Monday. Everyone's tired. It I'm tired Monday. of school. I don't want to be here anymore. We're almost done. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know if that's worse. I don't know if it's worse that we're almost done or if it's worse that like I'm just exhausted. <laughs> I feel that. Like those two things are mu- not mutually exclusive, but also just as bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. What's next? Which one should we talk about? What else did we watch? We watched Donnie Darko, we watched Shameless, and mm-hmm. we watched Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, and Captain America. And Captain America. Let's talk about Shameless, because we just got done watching it. Okay, we watched the series finale of Shameless. For some background, 
I've watched every episode. Shelby has seen a lot of the episodes. I've seen the first couple of seasons. And the one episode we watched. Yeah. We had to do a class project, podcast project, where I watched an episode of Shameless. Yes, it's what sparked this podcast. Yeah, it is. Um, Shout out to Raven. Yeah. (laughs) And we talked about Shameless and Schitt's Creek. And the series finale of Shameless aired yesterday. And so we watched it today. And it was crazy. It it was, um, well, wasn't yeah. wasn't, like, that crazy. It wasn't, compared to, like, some of the things that happened in, like, the first couple of seasons. The show's teamed down it's, it's chilled the fuck out. Yeah. I had seen some clips on, like, Line that I thought weren't from the series finale and were just from a couple episodes, like, in season 11. Mm-hmm. And then they showed up in the, <laughs> the episode and I was like, oh, fuck, I've seen this. <laughs> but do you want to explain it or do you want me to explain it? Um, I can, I mean... It's just really, like, a nice little wrap-up of everything happening. You've got, yeah. like, Lip and Debbie. So, like, Lip tries to sell their house, which falls through somehow. I don't know. You want me to explain that? Sure. Um, so, Lip and Debbie are in this big tiff for, like, the entire season about if they should sell the house or not. Because Debbie doesn't want to. Debbie sucks. Yes, yeah, so does Lip. And, <laughs> um, they both suck a lot. Um, and Lip wants to sell because... He needs money. Honestly, they all need money. Yeah. Um, but Debbie doesn't want to sell because she's very, very attached to the house, and she thinks everyone will desert her if they sell the house. I think they would. I would desert her. Yeah. And so they, um, they're they in this big battle, and Lip starts remodeling the house to sell it. Mm-hmm. And a developer is buying all the houses next to theirs. That's how Kevin V got their house sold. Oh. Um and Lip has a deal, but then he tries to bargain for more money, and then they say no, and he loses it, because <gasps> they buy a different house on the same street. No! Yeah. Way to go, Lip. So Lip pulls a Lip. And he's so fucking stupid. He's he's one of the dumbest smart people characters in the entire 100%. world. He's just like a fucking idiot, yeah. but also he's so smart, and it's like- He's really smart. What is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. But also, same. Like, I'm not really smart, but I'm also a fucking idiot. Like, no. Do not compare yourself to Lip <laughs> No, <Cal>. no. <laughs> I'm not comparing. Just in general, I'm smart, but I'm also very stupid. And Lip, like Lip is, is. Who's not? If you say you're not, then you're just dumb. But Lip's on, like, another level. He is. He's kind of just an idiot. Every time he gets something good going for him, he self-sabotage. self-sabotages and destroys it every single time. And I wanted to bring up... That you could tell it was coming by the length of his hair. <laughs> Wait, because would you like to elaborate? Yes, on I that? would. This has been a developing theory <laughs> a while now since I watched like seasons uh, nine and ten and then eleven. Okay. So he gets a buzz cut. Okay. And that's when he's sober and he like sobers up. He has a good job. He meets Tammy. They have a pretty healthy relationship, all things considered. And then he starts growing his hair out. It gets all confused and shaggy, shaggy like Lip had uh-huh. had for like the whole time. Okay. And um, oh, I should say he got a haircut right after I think he dropped out of college. I'm pretty sure that's when all that happened. Right. And he was getting his life back on track. Okay. And then he just absolutely loses it again. No, this is like the long. fourth time over the course of this series that that's happened to him. And I'm to the point where I don't feel bad for him anymore. <laughs> the sympathy, it's gone. It's absolutely gone. <laughs> I feel sympathy for three characters on this show now, and everyone else, I'm like, good luck. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> you've lost my interest, yeah. for sure. Yeah. But I feel like that's kind of how you're supposed to feel, because mm-hmm. the whole like point of the show is these characters 
aren't redeemable. No. Like, they are not good people. None of them are. Except for Liam. Liam is a child. Yeah. <laughs> and Franny. She's also a child. Yes, both of them are redeemable. Actually, Liam is a saint. He's awesome. But everyone else on that show, I'm like, what? <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. Like, they get one thing, one good thing, and then they just... They're like, all right, time yeah. to self-sabotage. Like we talked about on the pod, the first version of our podcast, um, I think that's an intentional decision to show uh, how abusive poverty is. Yeah. Because that, like, that show goes through some of the motions of, like, poverty and gentrification mm-hmm. and stuff, and a little bit of racism in there, too, mm-hmm. because Liam is, Liam is a black, black kid, kid living in a completely white family. Yeah. I think that, I think overall, like, the show is good. I do, too. I think it's a very good show. And I think that, like, the fact that the characters aren't always, like, aren't redeemable gives it a little more authenticity to, like, the real world. Yeah. No, I actually like that at the end of the show, like, I don't like Lip. I don't like Debbie. Like, it just, I feel like it's just realistic. (laughs) You're just like me, uh, Ian and Mickey, you're on thin fucking ice. Ian and Mickey are good in my book. Do you, I think that... Uh, would Mickey qualify as a himbo? This is a question, this is a conversation I think we should have. Yeah. I think in the beginning ser- seasons, no. no. He's just an ass. Absolutely not. He's but horrible. He's just a bad person. But further on. Yeah, once like him and Ian end up in prison together, then he's, yeah. He just gets because he, in the scene with like the lady who thought that president that trump was still president and he was just like where the fuck's venezuela yeah. it's like mickey honey it's okay he's, like, he's, so dumb. he's so dumb and ian's really smart and, <laughs> oh my gosh it, it's ridiculous and like that's true no, no, they're so stupid actually i think mickey becomes redeemable even before um they're in prison yeah when he leaves to go to mexico i think um him and Ian have a very nice scene. And that's when you... And, like, when Ian goes through his bipolar stuff and Mickey takes care of him, I think you start to see him starting to evolve. Into, As a person. Yeah. Into it's, someone who is redeemable. <laughs> who may be... Who is redeemable. However, his um, immediate reaction to anything is to steal it, so... I, listen, we've all been there. Although he's moved away from murder. <laughs> I... Listen, I want to steal... There's just, like, this urge to commit crimes in me that I just, (laughs) I won't follow through on, but I want to so bad. I learned that breaking and entering technically is a misdemeanor unless you have, like, burglary up in there and then it's a federal offense. I'm just saying, the way that I knew that is an important mom. I know you're listening. (laughs) I'm not going to commit a crime. But the want to steal and to commit a crime is so high. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get it. I get where Mickey's coming from, okay? It's not a proud thing for me to admit, yeah. but it is. But yeah, so Ian and Mickey, I think, are on a good trajectory. Although, although oh, do you want to know how they got the ambulance? Yes, I think... Yes, okay, so first off, I knew that they stole it because there's no way that they They're didn't down. steal it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, do... Pray tell how they got the ambulance. They stole it. Okay, perfect. And I don't know how they, like were able to claim, like, make it so it didn't look like just a stolen ambulance when they drive it around, because, like, they drive it everywhere out in the It's open. their car? Yeah. Perfect. And their, like, jobs, like, Ian and Mickey's job is they move money for weed dealers, but they're, like, people <laughs> weed dealers. Okay. So, that's what the ambulance is for. It's for all the weed money? Yeah. I love that so much. it's, like, a 
well-secured vehicle. That's such a <laughs> such a niche job. Yeah. I think what happened is the writers were like, we have this ambulance from when Ian was an EMT, and we have a season to use it. What are we going to use it for? Do this. They're, like, they're in the, like, the writing room. They're like, okay, let's take this through. Let's think really hard. Everything that Mickey and Ian could do. Money. Okay, yeah. we've got it. But what kind? <laughs> like, you know what? Weed. Yeah. <laughs> or they just threw a fucking dart. <laughs> and we're like, weed, money, transfer. Perfect. Ambulance. Ambulance. We but, did it. But yeah, so I really like their whole character development mm-hmm. arc. Honestly, is probably what kept me in the show for yeah. this long. Um, yeah. And then Liam's just a sweet kid. And I love Carl's arc. His arc this season has... I've enjoyed it. Really? I think it's a bit out of character, but I... That's He's okay. crazy. That's fine. That that kid is nuts. That yeah. character is nuts. Yeah. He's unpredictable. And he did something unpredictable by becoming a cop. We love it. Um, so you've watched... The, how do you feel about it being over? Because, like, I know for me, when series, I finish them, I feel emotionally invulnerable mm-hmm. and, like, crushed. How are you feeling? Fine. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm over here just, like, my heart is turned into, and you're like, you know, it's... I it's f- over. I felt like it was time for it to end. Yeah. I Honestly, I felt like a season ago it was time for it to end. Like, I think it should have ended on Ian and Mickey's wedding. Um, but it was a fine season. Like, I think it wrapped it up. It was just fine. It was fine. That's how I felt about the Like, end. I feel like a good show, for an example of, like, the perfect amount was, like, Gravity Falls. Mm-hmm. They had, like, three really good seasons. And then they were like, okay, before, like, it becomes one of those things. A bad example is Supernatural. <laughs> like, they needed to just let it die sooner. Yeah. The Good Place, I think, is one of the most perfect shows because it ended after four seasons, Yeah, I think. So I'm a big fan of shows only running the amount of time they need to mm-hmm. and not overstaying their welcome. You can say Big Bang Theory. It's okay. <laughs> That one's true. Our <laughs> family also true. I think once seasons get past season or shows get past season ten, usually we're pushing it. Yeah. The only show I think that hasn't done that is Doctor Who, but that's also because it turns into a new show. Like, yeah, because it years. it trades the Doctor becomes a new person. It's yeah. a new Doctor. Yeah. But um, so I felt fine about it ending. I w- I mean I've only been watching it for a year. I haven't invested eleven years of my oh, life. Oh yeah, okay, it. that's true. So if that would have been the case, I probably would have felt a bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was a it was the ending I kind of expected. Do you feel Do you feel good about it? Yeah. Put it, put a nice bow on the top. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was okay with it. I thought that last scene of Frank ascending to heaven was a little stupid, but <laughs> I liked the letter he read. I thought that was very like in tune with how shameless would yeah. end. Yeah, isn't it how, like, it's it, it's either how it started or ed- the first episode ended with him talking, like, doing a voiceover? Yeah, yeah, it ends exactly how the pilot ends. Yeah. Which is, like, them having a party by a fire. Yeah. Singing, and mm-hmm. Frank's, like, voiceovering his right. thoughts about his family, which is, he doesn't like them. No, <laughs> no, he's like, I hate. Except for Liam. He likes he's, Liam. Liam is the apple of his eye. <laughs> but, yeah, so I thought it ended well, um... I'm happy I've watched it. I thought it... I think it's a good show. I think it's a very offbeat show. Yeah. And I like it. Good. Well, I'm glad that it was... I, I was I was glad to finish it out with you. Yeah. What were your thoughts on the finish? Um, you know, I... Okay, so here's the thing. When I watched the first season, I didn't really care for Deb then. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the last episode made me not care for her anymore. Mm-hmm. 
uh, as like a character, but I also didn't see like her character arcs and stuff. Mm -hmm. But overall, still didn't like her. I thought it was nicely done. I think that as if I would if I had invested like eleven years into it, I might have felt like a little underwhelmed. Yeah. Um, I would have too. Just because like it was, I think it made sense for the show the way that, like, the show is, mm-hmm. but in, like, the theory of, like, it being the series finale, mm-hmm. it just kind of felt, like, underwhelming because we're used to, like, with series finales, like, these big things happening. Yeah. I think that was an intentional I think decision. it was, yeah, I think it was, too, like, I think it worked well with mm-hmm. the beat of the show, um, but I think if, like, I had invested 11 years, I would have been, like, okay, well, I, I guess this... <laughs> There's, no, like, there's nothing you can do about yeah. it, too, because, like, you're not a showrunner. You can't just yeah. be like, all right, let's do that one one more yeah. time. I do think the show has been very, uh, like, a big thing they do is, um, like, it's life. Like, life just goes on. There's yeah. There's no, like, bows or happy. Yeah. Happy, like, endings because things just continue. Right. And I think that that's what that this show has always portrayed. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how it ended. You're absolutely correct. And I think, it, I think it fits. I think, I think it does as well. Yeah. What would you rank it? Um, the the episode in of itself, I would rank it um, for Carl giving rich people parking and handicap <laughs> spots tickets out of ten. Nice. It's not my favorite thing I've ever watched. It's really like it was it was fun to watch it, mm-hmm. um, but like I didn't really care yeah. that much. I wasn't emotionally invested in mm-hmm. it. That sort of thing. I, the episode I would give four francs out of ten okay um the series overall though the series overall i'd probably say like a seven and a half that's fair out of ten like i really enjoyed it yeah it's by no means my favorite show right but i'm happy i watched it yeah so yeah I, <laughs> the guy who plays ian also plays the joker in gotham yeah it's hard not to see and that. all i can see is him <laughs> with like his face ripped off and like bleh, like is, stapling it to his own face sad because ian's like a very likable character yeah the majority of the show yeah did you see the i don't know if it was i think it was for april fool's day he like the actor put out that he was quitting acting to go <laughs> to run for um senate i don't know if it's a real thing or if it was like an april fool's joke but everybody on tiktok everybody was like oh my god it was probably just a joke i don't think cameron monahan's <laughs> he's, you're like you kind of got a niche there guy yeah, i think he's a good actor i also think about like the growing up on a tv show yeah how weird is that? Yeah, they've released some articles. I haven't read them, but um, they wrote a feature for Entertainment Weekly about Emma, Kenny, and Ethan. I don't know how to say his last name. But the, They play Debbie and Carl. Right. And they interviewed them about what it's like because they were 10 when yeah. the show started, which means they're 21 mm-hmm. now. Um, and that's kind of wild. Yeah. That's literally their childhood. On TV. Mm-hmm. Feels a little bit like the old, like full full house yeah vibe but i yeah, mean there's you can't really correlate shameless to full house no. but like the environment in terms of how long it lasted yeah in family situation yeah, yeah i think it's similar same with modern family because like the kids on that show especially rico and what's the kid? luke i think yeah. is his name they're the same age as us right so when that show started they were like nine right <laughs> and now they're 22 oh my god <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so stressful to just be like a child mm-hmm and being on tv they Ugh. did a good job though yeah they yeah. were in the, they did they did their jobs <laughs> yeah i kind of thought it was very self-aware but i also know that the show is notorious for doing this um that in frank's letter they acknowledge that lip 
self-sabotages himself literally yeah. all the time and debbie is clearly going Crazy. downward yeah she's like things aren't gonna end well for no her. which is kind of how the show goes like there's no real happy ending i hate it it's a very I, interesting I social commentary <laughs> you're like let's analyze it. like i respect it but at the same time i absolutely hate it yeah those are, that's the only feeling. I think that's I how have. you're supposed to feel. I think that that yeah. I think if we were if you were to wrap Shameless up, it's like I hate it, but like I guess it's good too. At the it makes sense. Point. Yeah, it adds up. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about Marvel again. Hey, listen, <laughs> uh, my TikTok and my social media, specifically my TikTok, has been nothing but um, re- reactions to the episode on Friday <laughs> of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That episode was crazy. It was insane. So. I want to talk about it, but I saw this TikTok where somebody was talking about the scene when Sam, like, this is kind of jumping ahead, but the scene when Sam is trying to de-escalate John Walker. Oh. There's a guy in the background filming Mm -hmm. Sam and Walker talking, and then they also, somebody also obviously filmed the end Mm -hmm. with that whole scene, and they're like, is it going to come back? Are people going to see it? And I was like, I think it was just a character in the background guy. Well, like, everyone around yeah him. at the end at the for very sure end. Oh, i'm thinking of a different scene yeah you know what i will send you the tiktok because yeah you I'll, should i'll show that sounds great i just see occasional memes on twitter listen okay do you want to ju- i'm gonna find this tiktok do you want to jump in there yeah um so the episode takes place in like one building sam is going to talk to carly after she like calls his sam's sister and i think that that is pushing us in a direction of they're going to negotiate somehow with Carly, especially now that Zemo escaped. (sighs) Yeah, I forgot that Zemo escaped. Um, And then Bucky kicked ass and was sassy this episode, which I enjoyed. Bucky is an icon. Oh, the scene with the Dora Milaje was, like, my favorite scene, I think, to happen in the whole show. Yeah. When they just absolutely defeated John Walker in that room. Um, And... It was great. And Bucky was just, he, there's a line where he's just staying there. He was like, you're looking great, John. <laughs> Doing good, buddy. Yeah. I, like, there is something about John Walker that I just want to stab him. You're supposed to feel that I, way. like, I don't know if we said this last time, but the idea that, like, I hate this character so much means that the actor is doing such a good job. Mm-hmm. But I'm so annoyed with him. <laughs> like, just, like, I think it's the pretentiousness of his character mm-hmm. and the assumption of, like, who he is. And he's like, ooh, no, I'm Captain America. And it's like, no, you're not. Yeah. You're not Captain America. Not in my heart. Not, not in, in anyone's. anyone's. I can't find the TikTok, so That's it doesn't okay. matter. But not in anyone's heart yeah. are you Captain America. I read a really interesting thing a couple of days ago where at the end, big spoiler alert. Yeah. John kills someone he's with his shield. With his shield. I don't want to say his shield. It's not his shield. He kills them with the shield. Yes. The way he does it is exactly how Steve was beating up Tony at the end of Civil War. But Steve stopped himself. Yeah. Well, I thought that Bucky or Sam was going to stop him. Yeah. Like, because they were just kind of in the background a little bit. I think they might have got there too late. Oh, no, I think you're right. No, you're right. They got there too late. Because they would have stopped him. Yeah. Because, like... Also, the guy who he killed said didn't that he... Didn't do it. Yeah, he didn't do anything. And he had initially said, a lot of people are pointing out that earlier in the episode, he had said that he looked he had looked up to Captain America when he mm-hmm. was younger. And then he just got fucking got by 
fake Captain America. Air quotes Captain America. Air quotes Captain America. <laughs> um, which messed me up. Yeah. I was messed up for a while there with mm-hmm. that. The show is so, like, psychologically. Oh, my God. What did, what's wrong with us? It We're is... like, let's watch shows that just kind of <laughs> fuck with the mind. I was just writing my review for the first four episodes for the bulletin. Yeah. And the big, like, complaint about the show is it's anticlimactic and, like, it's kind of hard to stay invested. Right. But, and it's a, it is a slow burn. For sure it is. But I like that. I'm thoroughly, as somebody who's not super invested in Marvel, I like being able to learn more about the characters mm-hmm. and the, like, world mm-hmm. and, like, um, the relationships, especially between, like, Sam and Bucky and then Bucky and the um, Wakandians, mm-hmm. like, that whole thing. Because people were also talking about is how they put a failsafe in his arm, mm-hmm. in Bucky's arm, that he didn't know about because of how, like, Because he could betrayed. Get yeah, because of how betrayed he looked when... Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. A.O. Yeah, A.O. Like, I don't know, did like the... It was really cool. Yeah, it reminded me, I know this is bad, it reminded me of like the scene I think it's Kung Fu Panda, (laughs) where he's like, boom, 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 and then the person becomes like stuck. Um, It reminded me of that, except for Bucky lost his arm (laughs) for a little bit there. But yeah, I think it's very intriguing, and I love how gray it all is. Mm -hmm. It's very complex, and you don't really know who the bad guy is. And I think, I think we confirm that John Walker is a bad guy. He's yeah. not the big bad. Oh, for but sure. But he's definitely a bad guy. Yeah. I also think that... Um, I think Zemo is, too. Zemo's a bad guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think if we were going to organize... Let's organize. Okay. The bad guys. We've got John Walker, uh-huh. Zemo, uh-huh. Um, and Carly. And Carly. I was hoping that she would be, like... Not as bad, but now that she kind of threatened Sam's family yeah. and her, like the the do the ends justify the means? I don't think so anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I did appreciate that Sam like tried to talk her off the ledge, mm-hmm. and then Walker fucked it up. Yeah, <sighs> jerk. We don't like him. <laughs> I have so much like rage. They're gonna steal the shield in the next episode. I they hope have they to. have to. How many episodes are there? Six. I, there's. Oh, no. <laughs> what are we going to... There's only two more. <laughs> what are we going to do? This sucks. I know I compared it to, like, watching WandaVision and how we were able to just, like, binge WandaVision. And I'm just... I'm sad. <laughs> like, I was watching videos or people being like, oh, I'm having to wait a full week for a new show. Like, I hate it. I was like, ah, oh, losers. I watched it early. But now I'm like... <laughs> I feel your pain. I like watching it week to week. It builds suspense. <laughs> I also think it's a really good business move yeah for disney but yeah the other thing i i wrote about was how wandavision shouldn't have come out first oh i think falcon well originally falcon and the winter soldier was supposed to come out first okay um but covid screwed screwed it all up um and falcon and the winter soldier is very much in the same vein as all the captain america movies Mm -hmm. it's just a six hours instead of two and a half and i keep forgetting that the episodes are an hour long yeah and so it's very like within marvel's formula and i think it's entertaining i really like it i'm bought into that whole plot but i'm 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 so in yeah. i want to know what happens wandavision was such a shock to the system WandaVision. that now everyone's like well this is just boring yeah it kind of made like a, a unrealistic expectation yeah in regards to what we should get from yeah Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Whereas, I think what Marvel was originally trying to do was release something that people could relate to and understand and see that Marvel could 
turn what would be a movie into a show Mm -hmm. and then transfer into WandaVision. Well, because also you have to think with, like, Loki coming out, too. That show looks crazy. It's probably, if we were to, like, rank them, it would probably be, like, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the most normal. Then Mm -hmm. Wanda is kind of, like, dipping their toe into Mm -hmm. a little bit of, like, more, not multiverse, because that's more Doctor Strange, but, like, Mm -hmm. that experience. And then Loki is supposed to be just... Absolutely looks actually it looks chaotic as heck yeah like there's I'm so excited <laughs> i'm excited for it i this is <laughs> basketball and marvel this year for me <laughs> they're all new things for me sort of thing i'm so proud of myself <laughs> <laughs> you're like i don't want to brag or anything but i definitely changed shelby's life oh also the basketball game let's just let's just acknowledge it zeg's lost it was sad it was so sad it was so sad walking through the neighborhood yeah. and seeing just, like, the parties <laughs> that were... There was just a people in their yard just, sitting silently. It was a graveyard. The city was so quiet as compared, like, to Monday night, night was before. silent. And Saturday so- night was so loud. Yeah. But, yeah. And then we, on the heels of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, we watched Captain America. Yeah, we Winter did, because I wanted to see um, the back... I've seen Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Uh-huh. I watched it. But it had been a while. It had been a hot second, yeah. yeah. And so I wanted a little more, a little more uh, background. And I, <laughs> I kept confusing Captain America and like scenes with Captain America and the Winter Soldier because, like, I was like, yeah, Bucky needs to like fall off the train, and it's like, no, that happens in the first <laughs> one, or when they're in like the burning building with the red faced guy, and I was like, that needs to happen here, and you're like, no, that's in the first one, and yeah. I was like, and you're like, isn't there a thing with the airport? And I was like, no, that's in Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, What's- there's gotta be something. There's what happens some running. in this movie? <laughs> There's a child at some point. I don't know. But no, it I was... I think it's one of the best Marvel movies. I think it's so cool, especially the scene with, um, in the elevator. Mm-hmm. Like, was that a one-shot scene, do you think? Or do you Pretty think close. they cut it? I think it's cut, but it's such a cool scene. It reminds me of the scene in Suicide Squad where Harley Quinn does, like, a flip. She, like, runs up the side mm-hmm. and does a flip backwards. Yeah. Same energy. That's cool. But yeah, Captain America and the Winter Soldier is awesome, and it's same tone as yeah. Captain and the Winter Soldier. I mean, that one, Cap and the Winter Soldier came first. Right. And, like, this show is obviously trying to emulate that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love it because I, what I keep saying is, like, if you take the superhero out of it, it's still a good action movie or yeah. action show. Yeah. Um, and I really like that. Aspect. You also pointed out that the bad guy in the beginning of Captain America and the Winter Soldier is the same bad guy in the beginning of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Or Yeah, the French guy. Yeah. I didn't realize that until we watched it the second time. Right. I was like, wait, I recognize Like, I connected the dots. Yeah. And um, Steve beats him up on a boat, and then Sam beats him up in a helicopter. <laughs> it's a win-win situation. Yeah. For just beating people. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was like, they're both speaking French. That's odd. <laughs> then I realized it was the same like, that's guy. A, that's weird. <laughs> that's a weird connection mm-hmm. to have. Like, interesting language to choose twice. But it was a... Do you think it'll come back? The, like, French bad guy will Probably. Return. I think he's, like, a villain for hire. I like, um, when anyone plays, like, the violin or speaks French, I like to turn to Karen and be like, how, how, the, how are they doing? And she'll just look at me and she'll be like, eh. and I'm like, it's French. She's like, it's French. It's like, no, I want your linguistic opinion. But yeah, I liked rewatching the origin of the Winter Soldier. Me too. Not necessarily Bucky, because you meet him in the other movies, mm-hmm. but yeah. It was really The cool. Winter Soldier, especially when he, like, starts to remember who he is. Mm-hmm. And they, like, reset him. Mm-hmm. And he just looks so defeated. He just, like, sits back in the chair. Yeah. It's just sad. It's really sad. It's so sad. But yeah, and that's the movie where you meet Sam for the first time. Yeah. And Sharon. Sharon Carter. Mm-hmm. But it's a good movie. 10 out of 10. Highly recommend. One of my three favorite Marvel movies, I what, think. Have we talked about the top? You know, I don't. 
Do you want to know my top yeah. Marvel movies? Um, in in order, go from third to first. Third to first. Not just like top three. I want to know okay. rank them. Can I do five? <laughs> sure, I'll count them down. Okay. Number five. Number five is um, I have written this down before, but I don't remember. <laughs> number five is probably Avengers Endgame. Ooh, okay. And then number four is Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Okay. Number three is Thor Ragnarok. Okay. Number two is Spider-Man Homecoming. Okay. And number one, Bork, not because it's a good movie reasons, because I'm emotionally invested in it reasons, is the first Captain America movie. (laughs) (laughs) Captain America, the first Avenger. (laughs) The first Avenger. Ugh. When we meet Steve for the first time. Classic Steve, and he's just a little little puny guy. Mm-hmm. He is really small. He's literally the same size as me. In he's that doing movie. his best. <laughs> he's and then he turns into and then he gets And then he gets swole. Yeah. And then when like Peggy Carter touches him, she's like, whoa. That's the most realistic <laughs> thing It truly is. Like, she's just like, oh, oh uh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you're just like in an uncomfortable situation, yeah. you don't know what to do, and you're just like, yeah. Um, yeah, it was fun to rewatch that movie because I've always loved it, but it was fun to watch it in the context of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. And notice a bunch of little, like, Easter eggs throughout, like, both things and, like, mm-hmm. callbacks. Connections. Yeah, and there's a lot of callbacks in that movie to Avengers Endgame. Yeah. Because they're directed by the same people. Right. Um, but yeah, it's fun. It's I, a good time. I love Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> I like Captain America too. He's great. He's a good guy. But yeah, I, and it also kind of. Uh, re-emphasized the whole legacy thing they've been yeah. dealing with in Falcon and the Winter Soldier to re-watch it and, like, see Steve again because, I mean, I haven't watched... You want to watch Captain America while we do homework? Kind of. Let's do it, honestly. <laughs> I have let's... to read. I won't be able to focus. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. But we should watch that this week. Yeah, we should. Um, But, yeah, it was nice to see it again because, I don't know, you kind of forget... Um, Little things. Little things. And yeah. I think S- Steve, like, is considered, like, a perfect superhero. Right. And I think that's true, but I think what makes him perfect is people for- forget that part because he isn't afraid to get his hands dirty for, like, the right thing. He will, right. like, so clearly do the right thing no matter what. Like, even if it means, like, in Civil War, he gets, like, exiled from the country. Right. For doing what he did. So, whereas John Walker is, like... The perfect soldier. Oh yeah. Um, and I think that is something really interesting. I re- I've read about it a few times, and now like watching back at the old movies and then watching this show, it's making me realize it. And Bucky and Sam having to deal with the weight of having Steve on their shoulders. Yeah, is hard. Yeah, for them. The, it's fun for me to watch the scene where like they have the eye contact and Bucky's like he didn't believe in you that means that he didn't believe in me mm-hmm. and it's like oh nobody yeah <laughs> oh. let your self-worth hinge on this yeah one also like has bucky been doing like remote therapy <laughs> i hope so because like it's against his parole yeah thing. his parole is kind of stuck on that a little yeah. bit but yeah i think that's all my thoughts is that is that everything yeah what do you recommend this week um, you know what? I I don't know. <laughs> I have been doing so much homework. Yeah. And just like school that I haven't had time to just like watch something or read something. I feel that. So I recommend uh taking a nap. Nice. 
Um, I recommend, I took a nap today. I recommend listening to Taylor Swift. Oh my god, yeah. She dropped her Taylor version, and it's so Taylor's good. Version, and it's very good. It's very good. And that's my recommendation. That's. I think that's a great recommendation. Listen, me flashing back to when I was nine years old and yeah. listening to this album again yeah, I think it's brings a, me joy. That's the first Taylor Swift album I got. I, my sister got it from uh, in a CD. Nice. For me. I had and, it on CD, too. And, like, we would listen to it on, like, the ride to, to work or something. Or not to work. <laughs> to I didn't school. work when I was at to school. We put it in, and it was, like... It was also, like, it's released just in time for summer. Mm-hmm. So it'll be nice summer vibes. Yeah. Driving through town. It will. Going through your feels. Mm-hmm. And... You know, listening to Taylor Swift now that she owns the rights to her own music. Hell yeah. I'm so happy for her. <laughs> Me too. As we, you know, we all should be. But yeah, that album's really good. Taylor Swift will be my most listened to artist of 2021. Yeah. My sister went through and recreated, like, made a playlist on Spotify where it's um, the the original version and then the Taylor Swift version for each song. So it's like Whiplash. <laughs> so you get Fearless, the original, and then Fearless Taylor Swift. Yeah. And then you get, like, Breathe, and then you get Breathe, Taylor's version. It's like... It's a lot. She's like, I'm so proud of this. And I was like, Megan, you're pl- are you planning emotional distress for people? Because that's the only way this is looking at, kid. But no, it's, yeah, it's very good. It's good. I highly recommend it. Yeah. That's everything. That's it. Yeah, that's all I got for this 